Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody's having an absolutely incredibly blessed day today, and be sure to check out the product of the week. Y'all voted it at one, the uh, re- joint rebuilding formula, excuse me, up on the front webpage is product of the week. Be sure to check that out right now with a lot of other stuff's going to be changing here in the next couple days. And first thing I wanted to cover, and I, we knew this was going to happen. We're waiting to see as far as how far they're willing to take this. And of course, the FDA and the CDC has gone in and done something that they have never done before in history but yet it's been so normalized uh, that people don't even realize it's happened. They have gone in and authorized a completely untested vaccine onto the American populace, completely ignoring existing laws that prevent them from doing such an act and using American public as lab rats for a new version of the COVID shot. And essentially, they've given Pfizer carte blanche, open approval, full approval, for the next COVID booster. Now, they're saying this is done under the umbrella because it's a, quote, mRNA injection and that Pfizer only had to tweak the vaccine, which makes it allegedly the same vaccine. Pfizer's own documentation is that they've stated before in the past is that they can go in and modify this mRNA shot to go after different variants. However, when you actually look at the research, you really dig the research up, It's completely modified. It's not even the same shot, in essence, as far as what the RNA messengers are going to do in this. We don't even know what's in this shot. We don't even know if it works. We don't even know if it kills people within the first shot, within the first couple days. There is zero anything on this shot that the FDA is demanding whatsoever. They have rubber-stamped it. And as we've seen now, the rush to market COVID injections have been nothing more than a complete and total boondockle disaster all the way to the point now that we have, you know, this new SADS, sudden adult death syndrome that never really even occurred before is even talked about. I mean, it was like one in a billion half the time that occurred. And it's essentially the exact same thing that happened with SIDS after the 1986 Vaccine Protection Act, where it came in and it prevented vaccine manufacturers from having any liability to injections. SIDS didn't exist, the term. The sudden infant death syndrome, because majority of the time, anytime a young baby died, they could go in and determine what the cause of death was. Well, after the 1986 Act and vaccine manufacturers realized they could produce anything they wanted, any shot they wanted for any disease they wanted, and it didn't matter what it did. It didn't matter if somebody got the shot and keeled over and died right after they got it. It didn't matter if it massively increased cancer. It didn't matter if it was directly linked to autism. There was no liability, and it's the same insane idea, the concept that I told you before. It would be like a motor company, for example, like GM Motor Company. I'm just using them as an example. All of a sudden, the government coming in and saying – GM Motor Company, we want people to buy your products, so we're going to remove any liability that you have from default effects or problems on your vehicles if somebody dies. So if somebody's driving down the road and the upper control arm falls off the truck, 
and it starts becoming a problem, and one out of 50 trucks is having the upper control arm fall off, and they're flipping the vehicle down the interstate, and people are dying in car accidents every single day by the dozen, it's okay. GM has to be protected because if not, you know, people could sue GM, and if they sue GM, GM's not going to be able to make any money, so we've got to protect GM and make sure that nobody can sue them for their faulty parts they make on vehicles. Obviously, if they did that, everybody would go, uh, yeah, that's going to be a hard no for me, but I'm just not going to buy GM anymore. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard when you're taking the liability away from a manufacturer producing a product or a good. Well, guys, the exact same thing happened with the vaccine manufacturers across the board. The problem with it was people can't just opt out in some cases and say, hey, I don't want to get a shot when you start having states come in and say, well, we're not going to approve your religious exemption like California has done now. You have to have a full medical exemption, and that full medical exemption has to be fully accompanied by a doctor's letter stating that he says this shot is directly causing this problem, and we give you an exemption on this one shot. This is what they do now with kids in California. This is the insanity that we've been seeing now, and this was the problem when they came out and started demanding people had to take this COVID shot. Now they're pushing that everybody has to take this booster shot. I mean, you had yesterday the the, the uh, basically the COVID czar coming out and saying God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and one for the COVID shot. I can't even believe he made a comment like that on national television, much less even thought that comment in his own privacy of his own home, it shows you the hatred and the animosity towards the American population and the lies are not going to stop. And this is personally why I think, and I've talked to you guys about it before, why back in September of last year, Marion Gruber and also Phil Krause both stepped down from the FDA on the Office of Vaccine Research and Review and suddenly said, we're stepping away. And I talked about it last year, and I said there's a high probability. This was literally almost right out a year ago they did this, right out a year ago, beginning of September 2021. And remember, we were talking about it, and I said, I think these guys see the writing on the wall. I think they know what the FDA is doing, and they know how criminal it is, and they know the fact that the FDA is allegedly supposed to be there to prevent drugs from coming to market that are incredibly dangerous. That's why they have to review them, approve them, and go through the entire process, and now – even though the COVID injection and its approval was a complete and total sham along with the research that Pfizer did, we've already seen that with the data dump that Pfizer's had to do because of the court documentation. Now, FDA's taking it a step further and saying, we don't even need to see clinical trials that this shot works. We don't even need to see safety studies that this thing is safe. We don't even see any type of efficacy with this shot. We're rubber stamping it because, you know, well, Pfizer pretty much runs the government now, and uh, we're going to see what's happening. I encourage you, my friends, please talk to your friends and family if they've been pro-COVID shot because there's a high probability with the, with the immunity that Pfizer has with this now, with the FDA turning their eyes for a specific reason. Remember, the FDA isn't blindly approving this because they know it's going to work effectively. 
This is my opinion. The FDA is blindly approving this so they can have basically CYA. They can come in and say, well, Pfizer had under the umbrella of modifying the RNA shot, so they legally got the approval by default. The FDA didn't know anything about it. I'm sorry. We've washed our hands of their blood. There's nothing we can do about it because it wasn't our fault because of how it was laid out, and Pfizer already was supposed to have approval. Pfizer, I don't think wants to know what's going to happen with the shot because they have the plausible deniability factor of saying, well, we had no idea. How could we have known? We couldn't possibly have known this is going to start causing even worse problems than before because, you know, Pfizer got approval on it. They told us we believe them. This is something that I think is going to be very severe, and I encourage people, get the truth out there because there's no question about it. They are going for blood on this one, and I think all the other shots that you've seen, I personally think they are going to be minute in side effects compared to what you're going to see with this. And here's going to be the difference with this, though. You're going to see an even bigger push of rhetoric, an even bigger push of lies, and so I should say the word misinformation from the mainstream media and from the government with the new COVID wave or flu wave that's going to start rolling out literally probably within the next month, guys right before the midterm election, and I personally think it's all going to be derived and directed from this shot that is getting zero studies, zero testing, zero safety approval from the FDA. But one thing that I do know is that it's very good now that we've had this judge from Mississippi has gone in now and has basically said, excuse me, judge from Louisiana has told the Biden administration they have 21 days to turn over all relevant emails sent by the White House basically on the social media platforms uh, regarding alleged misinformation and censorship of social media. This was from basically telling Dr. Fauci and other individuals that they had to release all these emails about how they told people and social media sites how they couldn't talk about anything related to COVID. Now, here's the only thing that I find odd about this. This right now is going to be talked about because it's being brought up in some mainstream media. The thing that's not being talked about in mainstream media is how the FDA is not even having to give any type of research from Pfizer, not get any type of research. They're giving full carte blanche immunity approval on it. Now all they're coming out with and saying, Pfizer injections been approved. The new booster shots been approved. Guys, it hasn't been approved. It got railroaded through without any type of research being shown to even the largest U.S. review board, the <laughs> the FDA, who's supposed to handle these situations now. So think about what they're going to be doing to obfuscate. It's highly probable there's going to be some news events up in the next couple days that are going to try to make sure they cover the story. Now, I hope this Louisiana ruling, this judge, federal judge, shows everybody – on the fact of how insane the misinformation and how many of the lies are from Fauci and the other groups involved. But I think possibly this entire thing from the Louisiana judge is going to be more obfuscation to try to cover up anything coming out about this unbelievably dangerous booster shot that has zero safety and zero clinical trials done on it. Deb, what do you think? It's all part of the eugenics program. Often it's all the satanic, you know, groups of people and the people on the planet that are running the world. The ones who are trying to bring back the ancient Canaanite human sacrifice religions. I mean, they want to have open sacrifice that they had in Mexico City, you know, you know, 500 years ago when they sacrificed human beings and they roll them down the stairs and they carve them up like a fillet and they sell their meat at the bottom of the steps. I mean, this is what they want to do. They want to bring everything they possibly can back to that 
as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Rome, open gladiatorial combat to the death and the sacrificing of Christians to light the streets of Rome on crosses after they were dipped in oils and rags. I mean, this is what they want to have back. It's the ancient Canaanite cult that continues to rule the world. And we've talked about it so many times. And I'm really glad to see that there are other people actually talking about it, but they don't go into detail the way we do as far as on this show and how it ties together with the Kabbalah, how it ties together with Zionism, how it ties together with the Schofield Reference Bible, and all the other things that we talk about on an ongoing basis. And, and, you know, I'm still answering, you know, a boatload of emails, by the way. Thank you so much for, you know, keeping me busy and sending me emails and letters of encouragement. And and you can contact me at askdrtedb at yahoo.com. Now, here's what I'm not going to do. And I'm going to ask you this again, please. Don't send me test emails. It's a legitimate email. (laughs) And don't ask me to prove who I am. Don't do that. All you're going to do is get deleted and blocked. I I don't need that. I'm not going to send you a copy of my driver's license. I'm not going to do that. This is Ted. I'm talking to you guys. I'm giving you an open email to contact me. I've never done that before. I'm doing it now. And I don't know how long I'll be able to do it as far as the amount of people that are contacting me. So it's just... Interesting to me that, you know, I've got so many people out there now that are contacting me and having a great time. But there's always this couple of people will prove to me who you are. And I'm like, unbelievable. Guys, I don't know how to say it's me on the email. All right. Just just at that point in time, I, I, I just have to step away and just go, wow, I got to let this one go. And now one more thing, too. All right. I got this thing, too. I've been getting all of you flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sending all this flat earth stuff, okay? Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell it to you this way. Here's how, here's how I explained it yesterday. Here's the thing. We've been lied to so much about everything, right? I don't know what the shape of the planet is. They tell us that it's round. I went into whole detail on that with the Kabbalah and Sir Isaac Newton a few, few months ago and talked about it. I'm not a flat earther. I want you to know that. And here's the reason for that. It's a diversion. It takes you somewhere else. I mean, if the earth is flat, Okay, or if it's round, or if it looks like a cucumber, or if it looks like a pear, it doesn't make any difference. We're living on it. And all they do is tell us lies. Lies, lies, more lies, and lies. Remember what William Casey said? We'll know we've done our job at the CIA when everybody believes everything is a lie, or similar, something like that. But th- that's the thing we've got to get, is this group of people now are pushing the shot like Austin did, and, and basically, like Austin just talked about, and basically are telling us now to take more and more vaccines. But here's what they're doing. The efficacy of that shot, the death rate of the shot, is not producing enough fatalities, in my opinion. All right? So they've got to continually increase it and tweak it to make it stronger and stronger and stronger so they can cull more of the population of the planet. It's, it's this satanic group that's doing all of this stuff, and this is what they want to do. And, and when you understand that and you look at it, you cannot see it because you realize that that's accurate. And this has been this started a long, long time ago. I mean, right now, this new uh, – this is crazy. They've got a new – Dmitry Delaskis, Biden's new weapon against HIV. He's now the CDC's unconventional director of HIV prevention efforts. He's obviously gay. He's got his shirt open and he's got a giant pentagram tattooed on his chest that covers his entire chest. And he has his shirt open to show all the other Satanists who he is. Formerly the deputy commissioner of the Division of Disease Control of New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, this man was hired as director of the Division of HIV AIDS Prevention at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention late last year. His first weeks on the job coincided with a frightening transition of presidential leadership and insurrection in the U.S. Capitol and devastating numbers of COVID deaths in the nation, typically between 2,000 and 4,000 a day. 
But DeSask is one of the most visible government officials overseeing the HIV policy. Does not sound panicked or overwhelmed in a recent conversation. I'm going to go ahead and post this. You see a picture of this, this, he's, God, this guy's gay. And he's got a giant, he's got a giant, got a giant pentagram on his chest. And see, and this is the thing that, you know, people need to realize is that, you know, when you have people like this that are being appointed by our administration up in Washington right now, it shows you openly who they are and what they believe. It just, just remember all that. And I want to say one other thing too. This is important. You know, when I was a kid back in the 60s, you know, we saw all kinds of crazy things happening. We started seeing unemployment problems and people were going broke. You had racial unrest, social degradation, all of this brought to us by the Frankfurt School and all of these cultural Marxists that had come in to the United States and started pushing the destruction of the nuclear family. We ended up having to have two parent incomes in order to make it. You know, we had all kinds of, you know, groups of people that were going in and destroying the country with Timothy O'Leary with drugs, etc. The, the rock and roll, the satanic agenda behind that in Hollywood. And, and we all began to realize there was something was wrong. You know, I learned quickly as I began to get older that we had a planned society. You know, H.G. Wells, uh, Alice Alcoxley, uh, they spoke about, the, you know, this new world order they wanted. You know, this Darwinian thing, Alfred Milder was a head guy from that. He was going to Oxford. They wanted a master slave state based on eugenics and so they could get rid of the inferior races. I mean, they wanted to get rid of everybody out there who they didn't like, and they wanted to let the people breathe who they wanted to have. And all these people worked together, like Cecil Rhodes. I mean, this is a gay guy. He was part of the British Crown Group. He went over to South Africa and took over the diamond mines for the Rothschild banking cartel. He was also a Mason, high-level Mason. They brought in Margaret Sanger, who was a strong eugenicist. eugenicist. They had the League of Nations being developed by the Rothschild Banking Cartel, the Fabian Society. And all of these people were going in just to destroy the population, which is exactly what Austin's talking about right now with what they're doing with the release of these new shots that have never even been tested. And then they set up Tavistock, you know, the Office of Naval Intelligence, during World War One to try to figure out how shell shock was splitting personalities and how they could do it artificially in a laboratory. They wanted to change the culture. They wanted to reduce the population. They needed world wars. They, they wanted to destroy the planet. The League of Nations had failed because our Senate wouldn't ratify it with that piece of garbage Woodrow Wilson, that syphilis-infected, horrible president, you know, signed to the League of Nations. And then H.G. Wells, he was a propagandist. He was also a eugenicist. And he said after World War One, he says, we need another world war. You know, people have not given up the sovereignty yet to the global elite. This is when this is what brought in the United Nations after World War Two. You've got to understand who these people are and what they wanted. You look at the project for the new American century that was started back in 1997 under William Crystal and Robert Kagan. They wanted a new Pearl Harbor attack. And they got that exact thing with 9-11. And we have to understand who these people are and what they were doing and how they wanted to destroy the fabric of our society. They pushed it back into the 1920s. We saw that in the Berlin, Berlin cabarets. They started having booze and sex and pregnancy and orphanages and all the other things happening. They started having all these venereal diseases start, and they didn't know what to do with all that. They didn't have birth control pills, et cetera, back then, so they had to stop all of that because it was destroying the culture too fast for them. And they basically brought the pill, this, this, you know, the, the birth control pill, basically it was introduced in the 60s and 70s. And remember, H.G. Well, he was a communist. He wanted more promiscuity. He wanted to change the culture. He saw us as cattle in the field. I mean, just, that's what it was. He's just another weirdo. And, and he decided he wanted to come in and control the society and run everything through socialism. And, and this is it, by destroying the nuclear families and destroying Christianity. All of this stuff is to reduce the people back to paganism. That's what they want to do. They want, it's, it's easier to control people. And, and think about it, too. Think about all these people that are taking the ayahuasca and all the stuff and going into these altered states. All of the stuff is being used 
to destroy their relationship with Jesus Christ. That's all it's doing. They're, they're doing everything they possibly can, giving everybody all these drugs. Look at the new marijuana that's coming out through these, you know, these clinics that you can get cards for. I mean, these are strong hallucinogens. This is not the typical pot people were smoking back in the 60s. They have all kinds of things added to them, and they've basically worked with them as far as from a, how should I say, a genetic modification standpoint on the crops to get these things improved, and they're causing these people to become like schizophrenic. And you're seeing it over and over and over again because when you're schizophrenic, the rules don't apply anymore. You know, you can be a girl, you can be a boy, you can be a boy and a girl, you can be a transgender, you can have two guys having a baby, and one of the guys gets pregnant, and you start making all this garbage up. And they're doing it with 65 million people addicted to opiates in the United States right now. And all these people are continuing to destroy everything. I mean, look at, look at, look at all the stuff. The songs that were gender neutral started back in the 70s. They wanted this gender, gender neutral look. Look at Justin Bieber. Look at Prince. Look at Michael Jackson. You know, they didn't want any more alpha males. They didn't want any of this stuff. They, what happened to the Marlboro man? What happened to him? And don't get me wrong. Cigarettes are really bad, but he's a pretty macho dude. What happened to all of this stuff? They wanted to get rid of it. Because the society must be contaminated, in their opinion, and, and people must then destroy their children and, and cause gender bending and, and, and hypersexualization with all the pornography they put out there. And it's what they've done. And it's exactly what – look at the mess with the Mickey Mouse Club. You get super, basically, celebrity – I guess you could call them whores, you know, like Katy Perry and Christy Aguilera and, you know, and Madonna. And all these different people that were involved, you know, with Disney and all these different groups of people that were pushed to the mainstream as far as all the groups that are out there right now. And all of this stuff, you have the fashion magazines dressing guys like girls and girls like guys. All of it was done over and over and over again to control the people in the United States. Because remember, the CIA was controlling the media as a black magic organization. We've got to remember that. They had witches on payroll. You, You know, we have to understand who these people are. And if we understand what they believe and what they do, then we understand what they're trying to do to us. Remember, this synagogue of Satan we talk about out of the book of Revelation, it's, it's just another name basically for the leadership of Goldman Sachs or the central bankers or the Rothschilds or the Sabbateans or the Khazarians or the Druids or the spawn of Satan or the, or the, or the, or the synagogue of Satan or the Kabbalists. It's, it's the same group. It's always the same group that does all of this stuff, trying to bring us back to the ancient Canaanite religions. And once we understand that and we start seeing who these people are, we start to understand that basically, you know, this is their goal. You know, higher education. Look at that. The peer pressure. It pretty much overcomes any resistance. You have a child or a young man or a young girl in a classroom who raises their hand and says, I don't agree with you. I'm basically a Christian. I don't believe in evolution. And they basically scoff at them, and the other kids laugh at them, and the professors laugh at them, and they say, okay, we'll move on to somebody who has a more legitimate question. All of this stuff. I've seen it happen in my own classroom at Florida State because they're unwilling to address the facts that people can be Christian in the secular university, and they try to destroy them. I've got a friend of mine right now down in Miami, good friend. I've known him for years and years with the college together. His kid went to Florida State, his son, and came back an unbelievable screaming liberal who hates conservatives, hates his dad, and completely destroyed the relationship with his father because he sent him to that secular school. Now, mind you, my friend, this child was basically a product of a one-night stand, and he got a girl pregnant, and he really never had a relationship with this young man, and so he didn't have a big input into his life, but the school system sure took it over, didn't they? They came in and decided what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And see, this is the thing we have to understand. All of these people are working together to destroy the family and, and, and break down commonalities. You know, the family stands together. They want to destroy the unity. You know, that, that's why they, they, they try to kill people like Lenin or Prince or Jackson who stand against their new world order, who basically are trying to live in harmony and walk in love. They start talking about stuff and start singing about stuff, and they got too big of a footprint. They have to get rid of them. 
You know, this is why Christians have to stand together, and we've talked about it so many times. And we talked about it yesterday in detail. I urge all of you to listen to yesterday's show, because yesterday's show, I went into detail on who's running the planet and what they do, and the power of prayer, the power of the blood of the Lamb. But they continue to dump all of this stuff on us on an ongoing basis to try to destroy us. That's what they're trying to do. Look, look at this right now. Charlie Crist, the former Republican in Florida, which I always thought he was gay anyhow, but, you know, whatever. He now is saying that he is so proud of Biden for the anti-angry MAGA speech. I mean, they got a picture of these two hugging. Representative Charlie Crist, who's challenging Governor Ron DeSantis. In a, in, a, in, a, in a free election, he would never win, by the way. Hopefully we don't have any more election fraud in Florida. In this year's gubernatorial election in Florida, said he is no, he is so, quote, I'm just going to say what he says. Here's his quote. So damn proud of President Biden for the dark and divisive speech the president delivered last week in which he demonized MAGA Republicans. I mean, again, all of this stuff is crazy. He goes, quote, he goes on to say, quote, God love him, God love him, and I do, said Chris, and, I, and he told it straight. Democracy's at stake, our freedoms are at stake, and the president laid it out, and I couldn't hold back. I am so damn proud of him for it. Full quote. We'll quote start quote again. We have to have that kind of courage and just tell it like it is. I'm going to be a happy guy. You know, I'm a nice fellow, but don't ever confuse my kindness with weakness. We're going to take to them, Chris added during his remarks, which DeSantis' war room characterized as Biden worship. This is the group right now that's running the planet. This is the group that's basically doing everything they possibly can to bring us into a communist one world dictatorship under the Kabbalah. And, and once you get that, you see it, you understand it. But to put this guy out there for this new aid czar that come in there with this full satanic pentagram on his chest and showing it to everybody. This stuff is in your face right now, guys. And they're trying to let you know that they're in control. And that's why listen to yesterday's show. I tell you how we can stand against it in the aggregate. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, you're seeing this happen more and more and more now with these companies that have had these acquisitions and mergers. And I've warned about this, and it's rough because there's there's been no way for us to control a lot of these big, giant, mega corporations. You come in, and they just start taking stuff over, and they start doing hostile takeovers. And now on Breitbart, it was saying earlier how Wells Fargo, Target, Citibank, Hewlett-Packard are all now sponsoring child drag performances. I kid you not. They said they're sponsoring some giant event in Boise, Idaho, that will feature child drag performers. The Boise Pride Festival is having an event called Drag Kids on Stage. The description reads, you have watched the kings and queens. Now it's time to see the kids. It goes on to call the performances a drag show like none other and notes they are between the ages of 11 to 18 years old. Now, I mean, oh gosh, just talking about this, is honestly, it's nauseating to me. The, the, the level of sickness that people are trying to pervert these young children into. And of course, of course, it's going, this Pride Festival is going to be hosted uh, basically September 9th through 11th. So they're going to make sure they do it on the weekend of when we basically had this massive inside attack on the United States and collapsed two of the largest towers in the entire world. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's going to be their, their show of uh, support for the American populace by doing a child drag queen rally, so to speak. And then again, like I said, these companies have come in now and they're just sponsoring it. Wells Fargo, Target, Hewlett Packard, Citibank. And you ask yourself, why would a company like like Citibank, you know, I mean, they're they're about their cash, right? Citibank. They're all about making money. They're about their interest. They're about their usury. They're about their high interest rates. What they're about. So why are they doing this? Well, it's because the individuals at the top like this kind of stuff. 
most of them, I'm not picking on any specific company or making an allegation, but I'm saying most people that are into child drag queens, in my opinion, are full-blown pedophiles that are in the closet or blatantly openly. Nobody in their right mind, nobody in their right mind that's actually thinking cognitively, that actually has any basis in reality, that even has a sliver of morals and ethics inside of them, thinks it's a good idea for an 11-year-old child to dress up in full drag of the opposite sex and go run around and dance and strip in a parade with grown adults basically gawking over them. No, that's not normal, guys. Let's just clarify that. Anybody that thinks that is a good idea is not right in the head. Flat out, base, period. There's no question about it. That is not normal in any type of ethical or moral society. That's not acceptable behavior. If you t said that this was going to happen just 10 years ago, you know, come go back to 2010, people would have been uproar. They'd been like, this is sick. This is perversion. This is child grooming. Why in the world is this even being talked about something that's okay? Well, you fast forward the normalization for the last 10 to 12 years. And the mainstream media constantly talking about it, constantly encouraging it. And then that just like that just said, with the school systems, with the universities and all these colleges and high schools and middle schools bringing it up. I told you guys yesterday, this is very clear. I, I majored in psychology. A young age mind, a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old mind, their mind is not in a position normally that goes, you know what? I think I want to go chop off an appendage or I think I want to add one on and I want to go have gender mutilation surgery because it's a really good idea right now. It's a great idea to go do that. Children don't think about that unless that seed is planted in their mind. And that's exactly what they're doing with this. They're putting this huge rally on up in Boise, Idaho. I was, I was doing research on it. It's, it's a huge event. I mean, it's a huge event. I mean, they're throwing tons of money into it. And this is what happens when you start seeing these big companies start getting taken over by even bigger companies. Like I told you before, SunTrust, that was always our staple bank. Well, they came in and big banks, big, big, big banker boys came in and got, you know, a hostile takeover of BB&T. And they took a hostile takeover of SunTrust and they merged it into Truist, which is a garbage bank. Can't stand it. That's where they transferred everything into now. I can't stand it all. Then you have other companies I've talked to in the past. All of a sudden, they're staying really operational. They're staying really good. They're staying really profitable. And all of a sudden, they'll just bring in, like, say, just for example, like a new CFO, one of the big banker CFOs. They'll bring into a you know a small good company, and all of a sudden they come in and they start just cutting heads off. They start firing people. They start changing all kinds of stuff. They start taking sections out. They start merging different sections so people can work more. They start coming in and saying, we're going to have more fees. We're going to start charging you more for this. We're going to charge you more for this. And everybody goes, why? Everybody's making money. Everybody's staying profitable. What is wrong with you? Well, it's not enough. We're just not making enough. We need to make more and more and more. And this is what happens when you have greed and avarice and everything else. It knows no bounds. That's what people have to understand when you're dealing with these people. You can't look at it as, well, why are they doing this? You have to look at it as, they're doing it, they're lying to us, how can we combat it now? And that's just as simply as it gets now. Because once you start having this behavior, it starts being entrenched in the society, and you start normalizing this weird stuff that they're bringing about now. And it's exactly what starts happening. And you start seeing the acquisitions and mergers of smaller companies, and they take them out and out and out. It's like that's yesterday with the small you know, mom-and-pop stores. That is the absolute hatred. They hate 
from home mom and pop stores, these big banker boys. They can't stand it because people have independence. They have the ability to actually make a little bit of money and be able to travel some and be able to, say, pay their house off and own some property. They don't want that. They want a peasant system. They want a complete and total peasant system. And this is why you've been watching now these things start to unfold with them trying to go in now and turn everything into rental houses. They don't want people owning their own houses. People owning their own houses does not make any money from the banks. They like rentals. They like ripping people off with rentals because you never own it ever, ever, ever. You never own anything. And then you turn around and they go, okay, well, yeah, sorry. We're going to raise your rent now. We're going to raise even higher. We're going to raise even higher. We're going to squeeze you so tight you can barely even eat. You need to live on ramen noodles. Look at what they're doing with the green energy now. Look at what they're going in and telling everybody how, oh, you need to deal with this with these rolling blackouts in California now. While at the same time, they're telling everybody to buy EV vehicles. I was talking to my workout partner last night about it. And me and him, we've always, we've gone back and forth on this for years as far as he's on the same page with me, obviously. And he goes, well, the whole aspect of it, Austin, he goes, you think about it. He goes, driving is one of the last American freedoms that you can do. You know, Say you got old 7.3 F250, great motor, bulletproof motor. It was turd, it was slow, but you could tune it and make it run good, no emissions on it, incredible engine, million-mile engine. You could go in and throw a 100-gallon fuel cell in the bed, throw a topper on the back of it, you know, have an automatic transfer tank so it transfers to you, and you fill it up, you know, 100, 200 gallons full of diesel fuel. Throw, throw a bunch of gear in the back, throw some backpacks, throw food, pull a trailer behind it, you throw the family in it, you just Jump on out. I'm going to go to National Park. Just go camp, live. I'm going to go build a cabin out in the woods somewhere. I'm going to go up to Montana, buy some property. Just go do whatever you want. Just travel. You go see the world if you want. For, and you get probably pretty good fuel mileage. That old 7.3 is a good engine. Well, no, they don't like that, guys. They don't want you to do that. That's the last aspect of freedom. They've already controlled the trains and planes. You can't travel at all freely anymore on those. They don't want you to be able to go anywhere as far as transit. They don't want you to be able to go and do anything that they don't want you to do. That's the next step. That's why they're pushing the EV cars. That's why they're pushing this sector that has no business even being pushed into the community right now because there's no infrastructure for it. Blatantly, California is the perfect example. And then you have EU right now saying the same thing. And what's crazy about this, I thought they were done. I really thought they were done with the COVID verbiage because they had burned it out so bad with their comments. You know, we have to, you know, flatten the curve and two weeks to do this and everybody needs to do their part. All these stupid little comments they used to keep telling everybody. Well, the European Commissioner President Ursula von Leyen has now called for the implementation of mandatory energy rationing starting yesterday throughout the EU during peak hours in order to, and I quote, flatten the curve of demand amid the largely um, issue that they're having right now, the large failure they're having. And it was all self-inflicted energy crisis, by the way. You guys understand, that was 100% self-inflicted. You have a giant country that now says, well, we don't like what this other country is doing with Ukraine. We don't, like, we, don't, we don't like how they're dabbling together right now. We're going to sanction them off. We'll show Russia. Russia has been like the most prosperous it's been in years. <laughs> it doesn't care. It's like, okay, cool story. You got to want paying this? Don't take it. We'll just freeze you out. And what's interesting about this, it was so crazy. I was watching this re reference to her, and it said how she harkened back to the early days of the COVID crisis where citizens were told across the world for a brief period to flatten the curve of COVID infections. Though, though this was ultimately proven completely false, with two weeks quickly turning into two years of restrictions, many across Europe and beyond, 
She's now saying that during peak demand, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve to avoid the peak demands. We'll propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity at peak hours, and we'll work very closely with the member states to achieve this. Remember what I told you guys a couple of years ago when COVID started? And they, I started hearing this real slow rhetoric, this real light rhetoric in the background about green energy and climate change. And we need to do our part to slow down the global warming and all this stuff. Remember AOC back in 2019 coming out saying we're going to stop all train and plane and car transit. and Nobody's going to be able to travel essentially without absorbent prices. And we all laughed at her. When we started realizing – she just knew what was going to happen. She was just telling us what was going to happen. Now they're literally saying we need to slow down the demand and everybody needs to do their part to flatten the curve to avoid peak demands and propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity at peak hours. They are literally using the COVID playbook right over again because these guys recycle and repeat. Remember, if they do something and it works effectively, they just do it over again. And if it works, then they do it over again. This is what they're doing right now with this. They're doing it all over again right in front of us. And this is why it's so important that everybody keep getting the truth out there and calling it out for what it is. And, again, that's why I said I really hope this whole thing with this federal judge in Louisiana actually gets some traction and this information comes out there and people realize how insanely involved Fauci and the White House and all of them have been in censoring the mainstream media, and it is our duty, our job as Americans, to keep speaking the truth everywhere we can, Dad. What do you think? Well, if we don't tell the truth, Austin, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, we're, we're like one of the only shows out there that's actually talking about this stuff and doing it in the aggregate and talking about all the different variable parts to it. I mean, I don't know how else to do anything but tell the truth to people because, quite frankly, I mean, the truth will set you free. The biggest problem we have is we've got the propagandists that are coming against us in all the mainstream media, all the billboards, all the TV shows, all the TV commercials, you know, through, you know, the AP wire, through, through Reuters. All of this stuff is just coming out and coming out and coming out and coming out. And the vast majority of the population doesn't seek out alt media. They just don't do it because they are basically being brainwashed. And that's, that's why I have an antenna on my house. And for years and years and years, they told us we're going to discontinue sending out a satellite or, a, or over the air signal to, to antennas. You have to go digital. You have to do this. You've got to do that. And I never believed them. And guess what? My antenna still works. I still get, you know, 60 channels, basically things to watch or not watch. Just all, most of it's just awful TV anyhow, because they don't want to lose that particular brainwashing device coming into your home. If a person doesn't have cable TV and all they have is an antenna, they still want to reach them and try to persuade them to buy certain things and have certain lifestyles. That's why they won't stop doing that because it's a, it's basically something that they've been using for now almost a, almost a century, I guess. And, and they're trying to their best to keep everybody brainwashed into believing the lie. And, and it's so it's so aggravating when you really stop and think about it, what's going on and, and how people are thinking through this now, starting to wake up. But they don't know what to do because they're frustrated. I mean, they really are. Look, look what's going on in Baltimore right now. Baltimore officials are issuing a boil water advisory for high levels of coal iron detected across several neighborhoods, making Charm City just the latest American municipality this year to grapple with the failure, failure of its water system. That's just right there in Baltimore. Then again in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, the, the county implements a 30-day curfew for children under the age of 17 after the deadliest month in decades. Cops say 24 people were murdered in August, including a boy, 15 shot outside of a 7-Eleven. 
Children age 17 and under must be indoors from 5 to, to from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. on weekdays and Sundays. It must be from midnight from 5, 5 a.m. to Friday to Saturday, Sunday. The curfew will be in place for 30 days. And what Angela, also Brooks, executive for the Prince George's County, termed a cooling down period. Also Brooks, what a weird name, also Brooks, noted an eye-popping 430 arrests of juveniles this year so far that nearly doubled the number last year. They've also had 84 arrests of young people for carjacking so far this year, almost the same figures for the entire 12 months of 2021. And parents of young people found out after care for you will be fined and risk having their children taken into care if they do not respond to correspondence. Now, this is the interesting thing. The parents who are controlling these kids anyhow, they can't control them. The kids are leaving in the middle of the night, taking off and basically doing whatever they want. Most of this is all gang-related activities. They're going to now have their children taken into care if they don't respond to the correspondence. Well, my response would be simply this. I got a brat kid who won't stay home. He runs around 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I've tried my best to stop it, and I've worked on it multiple times. They won't stop doing it. They're either carjacking and shooting people. Go ahead and let the state take them. <laughs> That's what I would say. You guys just go ahead and take the kids, and I'll have fun without them. You guys could deal with them breaking out of your detention facility in the middle of the night. See, this is what we've done. We've stopped raising little Americans. We've started raising thugs and, and heathen and weirdos that are basically transgenders or whatever they want to be, or they're gang members. They want to go out and, you know, make somebody, make, make, make themselves in part of the gang by killing somebody or stealing a car. That's what all this is about. They're trying their best to fit into the norm that is now apparently up there in Maryland. And it's sad. Now, you get into the rural areas of Maryland. I've got a friend who lives up in the rural areas of Maryland, and it's not like that. But, you know, they've got to drive 20, 30 minutes to get into the city, and, and it's just what it is. And so when we understand who they are and what they do and what they believe, you really start to understand that, you know, this group of people who are running the planet or trying to create chaos to bring in the new world order has done all of this stuff. I mean, this COVID pandemic thing we've had, it was un- entirely un- unnecessary. It really was. They killed so many people with remdesivir. They damaged so many people with the clot shots. You know, we had, we had ivermectin. We had hydroxychloroquine. We had vitamin D3. We had zinc. You know, we, we had all these different compounds that were available to fight. Vitamin C for heaven, intravenously. We had all kinds of cures that were available. But they didn't want to use those cures. They decided they wanted to come in and issue an emergency use authorization for an mRNA shot that they had been stockpiling for 20 years in order to have billions of these things in stock. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot. That's why they had to freeze this stuff at such a low temperature because they've been keeping it for probably 15, 20 years and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting until they implemented this pandemic. Yeah. And we had to understand, you know, we know that H, you know, hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, you know, but, but that had to be suppressed by Fauci and big pharma, and their political allies. Otherwise, in the presence of cures, the emergency use authorization couldn't be used. And, and, just, and for other reasons, they wanted to get the entire world populated. Goal, the entire world needed to be vaccinated was the goal in order to basically create a eugenics protocol. You know, the COVID vaccination was probably the worst crime that's ever been inflicted on human history. And we're literally going to have, I believe, within five to ten years, all these people with all these boosters, we'll have half the planet dead. I'm talking billions of people are going to die, and the media is not going to tell you about that. They're going to tell you what's going on while we're having so many funerals and all the other things that are going on. But, but these people that did this should be arrested. They should be tried. They should be convicted. They should be executed if they killed these people. But what do they do? They get huge sums of money, and they're awarded medals. I mean, literally millions of deaths worldwide could have been completely and totally prevented. And, of course, then you got to think, too, now, why was Fort Detrick and Kenemuth and all these other laboratories that were run by the United States producing a bioweapon that basically was designed to target specific DNA and to kill people. Well, it's again, it's the eugenics protocol that I talked about earlier. 
And now a new study came out that said ivermectin reduces the COVID death risk by 92%. This is a peer-reviewed study. The Lawrence study was conducted by Flavio Cardigan, MD, and he is a board-certified endocrinologist and master's degree and doctorate degree in clinical endocrinology. And the peer-reviewed study was published this past week on the online medical journal of Curious. He conducted the study was in, in Brazil, and individuals who used ivermectin, you know, basically as a prophylactic, or took the medication before being infected by COVID, experienced significant reductions in death and hospitalizations. According to the study, those who took ivermectin regularly had a 92% reduction in their COVID death risk compared to non-users and 84% less than irregular users. The hospital rate was reduced by 100% in regular users compared to irregular users. And see, the thing about ivermectin, this, this, they call it a horse dewormer, but it's really just an antiparasitical. It can be used in humans. It's been approved for humans all over the world, including in the United States. You can use it for parasites. You know, it kills all of these microbes and these, these, these parasites inside of the body. It does a really, really good job. It kills toxoplasmosis. We've talked about that. That cat brain parasite that makes you want to crave and smell cat urine and makes you crazy. You hear all these crazy cat ladies and all these people out there that are using these products. You know, to basically get rid of parasites for their children or for themselves. I've taken ivermectin. It didn't do anything to me. Probably was a pretty good parasite cleanse. I didn't see any parasites coming out of my body as far as the stool. But I've got another friend of mine right now. He, he has some, like a big circular, almost like Lyme disease on him. He started taking the ivermectin. His things started clearing up and getting better. And see, this is the thing. I'm not promoting that for those types of conditions. You need to make sure you go through your medical doctor for any of that stuff. But the non-use of ivermectin was associated with a 12.5-fold increase in mortality, death rate, and a 7-fold increase in risk of dying from COVID compared to the regular use of ivermectin. So why not use ivermectin? But again, they don't want you to use ivermectin because it actually makes sense, and it gives you the ability to avoid having to take these kill shots. And again, if they had approved ivermectin for COVID, they could not have gotten emergency use authorization. When they get emergency use authorization, it has to be there is no other viable option left and they have no choice they have to do it in other words they take a chance of basically saying hey look we're going to kill a bunch of people with this this drug we're going to give them but we're going to lose a lot more people and there's no other choice as far as treating these people without this drug and that simply wasn't the truth it, it simply was not true whatsoever that this had happened by the way over there in switzerland now they're saying they're going to cut down CERN. They're going to shut it down. They're considering it uh, because most of us part of because this, this particle, this, this accelerator, the Halleron Collider is basically using up too much energy uh, because the Swiss scientific facility wants to keep the large Halleron Collider in idle mode. Shutting it down would set experiments back for weeks. It takes too long to cool. The proposal has been made to help conserve power during the energy crisis. The Europeans' energy crisis have been felt everywhere, including in Switzerland. The European Organization for Nuclear Research, better known as CERN, or even considering taking its particle accelerators offline. This is due to the accelerator's high energy demands and the organization's desire to keep the region's electricity grid stable. However, the scientists do not want to shut down the large Haldron Collider completely, so they are drawing up plans to temporarily switch it to idle mode. It's a voluntary action. I'm going to say this to you, and I'll say this very, very clearly. This thing burns up a huge amount of power, almost equivalent of you know, half the city of Geneva, which is where it's buried under. And so I don't believe for one second they're going to shut this thing down. I don't believe it for a second. I think it's a lie. Remember, they're saying they're considering shutting it down. They're considering it. They're not saying they're going to do it. They're considering it. This is part of their new world order in order to open up portals into other dimensions to bring these demonic entities back into the, you know, into the earth and into the, into our dimension. This is, has nothing to do with finding a god particle. This is about really weird satanic research. They have the god Shiva outside. We've talked about this before. The goddess of destruction. 
and they had a quote unquote mock human sacrifice out in front of that doggone goddess a few years ago and the video camera was released to the public I guess by one of the employees who couldn't believe it was happening I mean they were out there in robes and everything else like sacrificing somebody to this goddess think about that for a second were these entities in there telling them they had to do that was this a real human sacrifice or was it a mock human sacrifice and and we've joked about it before not that it's a joke because it's not a joke at all we said, yeah, and, and, this, and the people there at CERN, they said, oh, it's a bunch of our scientists. They went out and got drunk one night, and they just did this mock human sacrifice, just kidding around. Yeah, and, I, and I've said this. I'm going to say it again for, for our new listeners. Yeah, that, that's what we all do. We all go out and get drunk, and we go have mock human sacrifices so we can have some fun. I mean, who thinks like this? This goes right back to that cremation of care ceremony at Bohemian Grove. And we say take that person or that effigy or whatever it is. Is it a real person? Is it not a real person? I personally don't know. In my opinion, it is probably a live person. They've wrapped up and gagged, and they bring it to that doggone owl, and they burn that person alive in order to basically create some energy field that's going to feed these demons and get their 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 answers from the things they want to do at CERN, which is a giant homosexual weirdo orgy out there every year, you know, in the redwood forest of California. I mean, no surprises in California. And pretty much every single president, but Donald Trump that we know of, went out there and was involved in all of that stuff. You know, Nixon said it was a bunch of queers running around doing all kinds of weird stuff. Henry Kissinger's been there. The whole gang's been there, guys. Ronald Reagan was there. And think through the fact that these guys are even involved in that. You know, if they, if they, if I would, if I, if I went to something like that, and I'm a world leader, and I didn't know what it was, and I got there, and it turned into a big queer fest, I would just get my suitcases and call a taxi, and I would leave. I wouldn't sit there and participate in that weird stuff. Remember my buddy Mancow got invited to that doggone Babylonian party out there in, in the, you know, San Diego. And he walked in. It was a bunch of perverted crap going on. He just turned around and left. He says, I'm going to be involved in this. I mean, what the heck is this all about? Because he sees some really weird stuff because he was really high up. He was on hundreds of stations at one time. He's as big as Howard Stern. And he's a good friend. I love the guy. But guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Listen to yesterday's show. I'm going to really encourage you with your faith and what you believe on yesterday's show. We don't have to put up with this nonsense. We've been called and set aside by a much higher power than Lucifer. I mean, or Baal or Moloch or whatever you want to call the weirdos that they have worshiping these entities, whatever they are. It doesn't matter. You know, we don't have to have human sacrifices and selling flesh to the young children at the bottom of the pyramids. It's sick. We don't have that. We are in a blood covenant with the Most High God, the creator of the universe, through Jesus Christ, who came and gave himself for us so that we can become one again with the Father. Think about that for a second, what he did for you. He loves you so much. I've not yet had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I'm going to do so right now. I love you guys. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well said. I, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, it, it is kind of true when they try to play that off. I remember reading that article with all that stuff that got leaked with those scientists from CERN. You know, that's that's, you know, that's what generally everybody does, right? Everybody does on the weekend. They go, you know, maybe go see a football game, go out to the bar, get good and liquored up, and then go do a mock human sacrifice. I mean, that's totally normal. Everybody does on the weekend, right? <laughs> I, I still remember reading that article, and I was just like, well, how in the world do you play this off? How in the world do you act like that was okay? And the answer is you can't. But, of course, to them, it's, in my opinion, it's probably normal behavior. So they're sitting there going, golly, I can't believe somebody saw us do it this weekend. Well, we just got to play it off and act like everybody does this, which obviously is downright lie. And, you know, you, you see this stuff continually going. And I saw the same article with, with CERN, and I was looking at it earlier, and I started laughing because, you know, you got you got this EU, you know, power administrator 
who's coming in now, the energy sector, and saying that we need to start, you know, shutting down the power to flatten the curve. Everybody needs to, you know, do their part, mandatory energy rationing to flatten the curve. But then you got CERN, which literally, literally chews up close to half the amount of power in the entire city of Geneva, Switzerland. Well, we'll consider taking it to idle mode at some point in time, maybe possibly if we get to around to doing it. But hey, everybody else, if you're in Switzerland and your AC goes below, you know, goes above, you know, like 68 degrees or whatever with the heater, uh, it goes above 68 degrees, well, we're going to fine you. If you do it again, we're going to fine you again. If you do it again, we're probably going to throw you in jail because, you know, it's, 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 it's defying the curve, guys. It's science. Remember, it's science. It's because it's for your safety and protection. And now, now CERN, those guys are different. Remember, they're, they're building this for your safety and protection as well. So they've got to consider at some point in time, maybe possibly if they feel like doing it, to take it down to idle mode to not chew, chew up quite as much power. Again, it's the concept and it's the term and phrase that I use all the time. Rules for me, excuse me, rules for thee, but not for me. That's how these guys operate on a regular basis. And you've seen them do it over and over and over and over and over again. Rules for thee, but not for me. We dictate what you have to do. We tell you what you have to do. But oh, by the way, we got to go jet out in our private, you know, Gulfstream 700 real quick to go fly over to Europe and let everybody know how bad they are for driving Priuses and Honda Civics because, you know, they're, they're so polluted if they're 40, 50, 60, 70 miles a gallon. And then, uh, then, we'll, then we'll jet back in our Gulfstream 700. You know, it doesn't matter. We're burning thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, you know, jet fuel, gallons of jet fuel. Don't worry about that. It's not, remember, this is about your safety and protection, not mine. I'm doing this to protect you. We're not, we're not doing it to protect us. You know, we're, we're, we're on our own. But we're doing it to protect everybody else. You can't even make up the hypocrisy. It goes so deep. And uh, it's funny because, you know, like Senator Rand Paul, he slammed Fauci yesterday and for his position on trying to cover up all these activities. He even made a comment. He's, he's spot on right with it, even though a lot of this is theater. He goes, his response was not that I'll look into it or I'll reveal that. His response was, well, by law, we don't have to tell you which companies gave us how many royalties and to which scientists. <laughs> As he goes, I think that all of America should be appalled that allegedly America's top doctor, the leading expert on COVID allegedly, doesn't want to divulge any information, doesn't want to divulge communications with big tech. And again, it's because we already know. We already know what the answer is. We already know how they've been controlling and monitoring it with the social media. We already know how much Fauci, as we saw at the beginning, he had enormous amount of stocks in Moderna right when COVID started. He bought it up right at the beginning of COVID. Remember, Moderna wasn't even a profitable company. Moderna had never even brought anything to market. They were like completely insolvent. They had tried a couple different drugs that all failed. And all of a sudden, Moderna, which had a share of like a dollar a share, $2 a share – all of a sudden jettisons up and goes to the moon right after Fauci comes in and says, oh, Moderna's working on an RNA injection that I think we're going to approve along with Pfizer. The whole thing was set up. It was one of the largest wealth distribution ploys we've ever seen in the United States of America with trillions upon trillions of dollars going to these megacorps, these pharmaceutical drugs, and, of course, 
all the politicians that were on the payroll with it. And that's what's funny to me is, you know, Fauci's going to retire now. I think his, his retirement pay is supposed to be like $350,000 a year for the rest of his life. I mean, he, he should have to pay the American populace for us having to listen to his moronic rhetoric for the last three years. We should all get, we should all get money back in our taxes because this clown even existed in the position that he was in and did absolutely nothing but run his mouth. But again, that's neither here nor there. We're in the position that we're in right now. So again, it's important that you know what's going on, and it's important you get the truth out there. And like I said, I was reading more information on the health impact news with what's going on, and they're saying that the RNA shot they're rolling out, this fifth booster shot, it allegedly composes 50% Omicron RNA and 50% ancestral RNA, which allegedly means it's from the original COVID if you can even believe anything they say, as termed the bivalent vaccine. However, the new vials and their boxes, apparently, from the research, do not list the dose whatsoever as far as how many micrograms are in them at all. The decision regarding how much to use was obviously made very recently. Even the members of the CDC Advisory Committee do not know the dosage of the new bivalent vaccine until their September 1st meeting last week. That's how secretive Pfizer have been with this shot and that nobody even knows what they're doing. And to make it even worse, according to Health Impact News, the manufacturers did not do month-long trials at all. Even though they didn't have to submit anything to FDA, they've done no trials as far as figuring out how it's going to work. The new bivalent 4-5 bivalent vaccine has only been tested on mice. They haven't even done any type of human studies at all in the last two months on it, period. They haven't even tried it on humans, guys. And they're about to roll 172 million doses of this stuff out on the American populace. Think about that for a second. 100, excuse me, 171 million doses of this stuff is about to roll out, and everybody's told it's safe and effective for your protection. It's not safe, it's not effective, and it doesn't protect you guys. Do your research, get the truth out there the best you possibly can, and keep your immune system up right now with everything that's happening. There's no question about it. There's something that's going to be happening in the next month or two. They're going to do everything they can before this midterm election. So keep your immune system strong, whether you're running just you know microdosing vitamin C all day. Make sure you're also throwing in the D3 and the zinc on a regular basis. Those three are so good. That's why we have them on our healthy immune support kit we have on the website all the time something I, I've literally had it on my desk right here I'm looking right at it I use it pretty much every single day when I get to the office I use it again before I leave the office and keep my dosage going throughout the day keep your body strong my friends if you guys need anything be sure to give us a call healthmasters.com 1-800-726-1834 we're here to help you out the best we can thank you for your continued support and prayers we appreciate them all have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always